Hey, this is Michael Waltrip. When you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help you create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicant's ability. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com slash Waltrip and get a free sponsored upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com slash Waltrip. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. Hello and welcome to this edition of Waltrip Unfiltered. It's my podcast and we're coming to you live from the Vegas Strip. How about this view? How about this beautiful day? Just like yesterday when the NASCAR Cup Series took to the mile and a half racetrack out in Las Vegas and what a show it was. We all knew that those Starts and restarts were going to be crazy, and they certainly lived up to the billing. In the pre-race show, Jeff Gordon and I, uh, Adam Alexander, asked us for a couple of things that we were looking for. What did we think would really stand out during the course of the day? And the first answer, obviously, is the restarts. But we wondered how long they would be able to race two and three wide. They certainly got strung out after 10, 12, 15 laps, but there was still great racing all throughout the field. A lot of lead changes and a lot of action throughout the day. Uh, I think they got a little more strung out at times than I thought they would due to the sun. I know the temperatures were pretty cool, but that sun was beating down on the current turns. Makes it hard to run side by side lap after lap, but I love the show. (laughs) I thought it was thrilling to see some of the moves that those guys made. I certainly, uh, I'm a big William Byron fan and looked like late in that race he was going to be able to get his first win right there in position to do so. Um, He went to high school with my daughter, Macy, who is a senior at the University of Michigan. Hi, Mace, if you're watching. And um, so I just, I love his spirit. I love who he is. And so uh, I was was secretly pulling for him late in the going and and certainly pulling for Jimmy Johnson. But, you know, it, it came down to strategy at the end of the race. Looked like Ryan Blaney. Every time I looked up, there was a Pennzoil car leading. And um, and it was, you know, Ryan Blaney was up there a lot of, during the day. And the, the strategy, the calls that were made just didn't work out for some guys. But I wonder how the outcome would have uh, been different had NASCAR have not had to throw that caution flag on the last lap. Those tires were certainly going to be coming. I don't know how the... I don't know who would have gotten there, but it, it was fun to watch. But some some great finishes yesterday for some teams that really really um, are out of the gates strong. You know, they wanted to they wanted to come to the mile and a half and say we've got a car we can compete with, we can run with the with the guys that were the championship contenders, the Gibbs cars, the Penske cars, um, Stuart Haas cars, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. You just you know Brian Patty. They talked about it on the broadcast yesterday. He's going to do something different than the rest. And the first time that he used strategy to try to 
take advantage of a caution flag or just do something different in the field to, to get some uh, track position, it didn't work. He had to run all the way through the fuel run, but, but what he did was, was brilliant. He stopped and got two tires and not four, and it kept Ricky on the lead lap. And then the next time that he stayed out longer than the rest, um, the caution flag flew, and, and that put Ricky right up front, and he was able to hang on and get a great finish. Um, certainly Matt Benedetto, the interview was priceless. You know, he just, that's just Matt. Uh, he's just happy, and he's thankful, and he's exuberant, and I loved it. It, it, was, it was equal to the same enthusiasm that Noah Gregson had at Daytona when he took that, that big win. So you just you just love to see that stuff. Um, we're so blessed and uh, you know so thankful we get to race cars and the emotion of it and, and, and the celebrations are some of my favorite parts. Great finish by Jimmy Johnson. He was right up there in contention. And then, of course, um, Austin Dillon, who got a top five finish, got out of his race car and came up to the, the booth and did the the rest of the Xfinity race with Adam Alexander and I. So that, that was really cool that we had a guy get out of his car, top five finish, um, wind up telling the fans on Fox Sports what, what was happening on the track for the Xfinity race. And um, that, was a, that was an entertaining race as well, and we'll, we'll get a little bit deeper into that um, during this podcast because I've got some great stories there, I think. Austin was... was in the booth, uh, and then I saw him last night here in Vegas. He was uh, playing a little blackjack, $5 table. Don't get crazy on me. But it was fun to be able to hang with him after the race. Um, let's go back. Let's go back to the Daytona 500 and the, the week uh, the week that that was and the emotional roller coaster it put, a lot, put us all on uh, post-Daytona. Uh, that morning... The sunshine was, was brilliant. The mood was electric. It was festive, and people were in anticipation of a great race. And um, Air Force One flies over. The Thunderbirds fly off, and gentlemen, starts your – I mean, it, it was the best. I mean, that, that pre-race was my favorite pre-race ever. Uh, being down there in the middle of the fans, getting to – introduced my buddy Darius Rucker um, to the to the crowd and, and he put on an awesome concert and then um, just just seeing seeing how everybody was so pumped up for the race WWE superstar Sheamus um, was was with me on my grid walk and we had some fun the first guy we talked to was was Ryan Newman and um, got to talk to Jimmy Johnson and uh, Seamus said something really funny. He said, hey, I said, this is Jimmy Johnson, Seamus. Hey, I really love your sandwiches. Do you eat them when you drive? <laughs> so um, the grid walk's always fun. appreciate everybody that um, comments how much they enjoy it because it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. But the, the green flag was delayed, and then eventually the rains came, and, and the race was postponed to Monday. I think there was like 11 million people watching on Fox Sunday afternoon. And uh, that's, that's just great. You know, it's great that people appreciate and understand the importance, the significance of the Daytona 500 in the sporting world. And you could really feel how special it was. We came back on Monday and finished, finished the race. And 
what a, what a race it was. The, the battle at the end was epic. And Denny Hamlin, three out of the last five Daytona 500s. And, and I, I said it on my show before, and I, I, will, I will never stray from this. I'm, I'm serious when I tell you this. That move that he made to win the 16 Daytona 500 um, between Kenseth and, and Truex ha- hanging on to his car and then having the, f- for the, the, the ability, the, the foresight to, to stay right on Martin Truex. He told me in an interview the other day that we did for Fox that he actually let off the gas coming down toward the checkered because he knew if he got ahead, Truex could draft ahead of him. Now, I got to tell you, I didn't believe him. I thought, you know, coming to the checker, does he, does he really want to let off the gas? And he said, yeah, you know, I, I, let off, I let off the gas just enough to give him a little bit of an advantage because I knew I could get it back. And I didn't 100% believe him. I, I, I know Denny's an awesome racer, but I, I was thinking, hmm, I, I just had a little doubt in my mind. And, and uh, then to see the move that he made to win the 2020 Daytona 500, it, it was just incredible to, again, to, to not throw the block on the back straightaway and to get right in behind Blaney and think that was his best chance to win that race. And if you break it down frame by frame and see some of the things that he did, um, it, was, it was simply incredible. And then he took the checkered flag, and, of course, Ryan went on his roof and, and got hit by Corey LaJoy and um, slid to a stop. And, you know, that, that was a... A scary scene and obviously Mike Joy the professional broadcaster he is and Jeff Gordon you could just tell they knew that Ryan was hurt no one knew how bad Ryan was hurt and and the competitors uh, main you know number one Denny Hamlin he didn't know Ryan was hurt he didn't see what happened you know he just he just won the Daytona 500 no one told him you know that that there was a serious situation uh, in the trioval, and so he came back and and did some donuts, and then then he got word. But you know, don't be critical. Like, don't get on your high horse and say, well, you know, he was hurt. He, then he had his radio off. He didn't know. So we've been through that. We know that um, that Denny was very respectful. Went to the hospital. Everybody's hearts have been out to Ryan Newman and and. Um, thankful for his uh, miraculous recovery he, he got a he had a head injury and was knocked out and then uh, transported to the hospital and two days later that video of him walking out of the hospital with his two girls uh, by his side was was precious and, and priceless so the whole whole world um, has been thinking of Ryan Ryan is a big advocate for animal health and animal education educating folks how to take care of animals he has a, a ranch in statesville north carolina called rescue ranch and you can go online and find rescue ranch and i made a donation to rescue ranch and encourage everybody else to do so as well in ryan's honor we got word this weekend while we were here in vegas that um, ryan would be back in that car as soon as possible and that he fully intends to go race for a championship and look forward to being able to 
to see Ryan and, and look looking forward to having him back at the track. Um, at Vegas, Ross Chastain was uh, tabbed to take over the six car while Ryan's out. Still got Ryan's name on the door and on the, on the back uh, window. But Ross, uh, Ross is a great guy to fill in for, for Newman. And that was evident uh, in the final practice on, on uh, Friday afternoon. He was sixth fastest and ran right in the middle of the pack, ran in the top, top 15 most all day long uh, yesterday here in Las Vegas, and then uh, had a spin late and, and um, didn't finish where he deserved the way he ran. So uh, I talked to him before the race on my grid walk. Gridwalk was a little tight this week. We had Jimmy Johnson, who went to the big Wilder Fury fight. I don't know if you saw that or not, but that my favorite part of the fight was when it was over and Fury sang American Pie. Do you know something? American Pie must have come out in 75, I'm guessing. I don't know. But um, it's the first song that I ever knew every word to. I love that song so much that I just sat down and listened to it over and over and over. And bye and bye, Miss American Pie. And learned every word. Um, that's just a footnote. So then we left Jimmy and went to, to uh, say hello to Ross on the grid walk. And he was awesome. He was really, you know, the same old Ross, just energetic and happy to get to, to race a car. I don't know. It must have been about five or five or six years ago. I went to Dover, Delaware, and we drove up to Maryland. And we went and picked watermelons with Ross. His family... Uh, if you're a NASCAR fan, you know this. His family, they're watermelon farmers. They're from Florida. And um, then part of the season, they the watermelons, they grow them in, in Maryland and Delaware and all up that way. So we did a special about um, his his job, you know, when he was a kid, picking watermelons and, and educated us on, on, the, on the watermelon world. So Ross and I go way back. I've been a big fan of his uh, ever since he showed up. And... You know, he he um, was very competitive in the trucks, and then he got in Johnny Davis's cars and did a good job, and, and now it looks like he's he's one of the next uh, NASCAR Cup stars. This year he's racing for Colleg Racing, had a 10th place finish yesterday. I know not exactly what he was hoping for in the Xfinity Series, but he's going to run full-time for Colleg Racing in the Xfinity Series and um, run some truck races, I'm sure, for Al Nice, as he did at, at Vegas and um, see what else is next for Ross. I know he's, he's going to be on everybody's list of, of the uh, next, next guy you want to hire. Um, so we left um, Daytona with uh, a lot of concern and, and heavy hearts for, for Ryan, but that, that news has gotten better. We came to Vegas, and is uh, a, a great crowd, a great vibe, uh, a lot of uh, great racing on, on Sunday with the cup guys doing battle. And then um, afterwards we finished up the Xfinity race that got rained out on Saturday evening. Uh, Friday night, there was a truck race and it was Friday night SmackDown. Kyle Busch just um, ran through the field and, and won that race. Um, and so as a broadcaster, you know, you're, you're there to, to tell the world about the race and Eric Jones joined me and uh, Vince Welch up in the booth and we told the story of, of Kyle Kyle's dominance. There was some great racing besides that and, and certainly some really entertaining racing uh, with Sheldon Creed trying to hold Kyle off. A lot of, lot of great battling there but in the end it was just a dominant performance 
Um, Johnny Sauter came home second after setting on the pole, so he fell back outside the top ten early in the race, and having him come back up through there and be able to get second was really cool. And then um, some of the guys that I wanted to talk a little bit about was Todd Gillen. They started a new team, and, man, uh, he performed flawlessly. He finished in the top ten. Tanner Gray, just a couple years ago, he's he's a straight liner. He won his first NHR, NHRA Pro Stock race at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, right behind the race, the, the oval track. And he got out there and was really competitive and, and got a top 10 finish. Um, also, Zane Smith driving for uh, um, the Cosmopolitan. Hey, how about that? I'm at the Cosmopolitan. That was his sponsor. And, and um, driving for GMS Racing, he got a top 10 finish as well. So a lot of entertaining racing um, at um, Vegas. Um, and, and a lot of good news because, you know, we know Ryan's going to be okay and back at the track. And... Um, I think everybody really understands and appreciates the incredible job that Denny Hamlin did to win that race. Um, and isn't it just like racing? I've never seen Denny run any worse than he did yesterday. So uh, I know they'll be looking to, to bounce back when we get to California. And, and what about those Toyotas? There really wasn't anything to to hang their hat on. Uh, they, they, they didn't have a very, very good day, not only in the finishing order, but just in general. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of engineers with their computers smoking back in North Carolina trying to figure out exactly what they can do in order to, um, to improve their performance when we head to California. Last year at California, it was pretty, pretty, um, pretty cool race. Uh, on Saturday, we established a guy that we said is going to be a championship contender and we we didn't we didn't know this going into the season and we we didn't we didn't see it um you know coming really and and that guy was cole custer now cole won a truck race when he was 16 we obviously knew that he has a lot of talent and and he was with a great team so i'm not saying we didn't think he would do good we just didn't know but on that saturday afternoon in california he beat kyle bush head to head late in the race he just outran Kyle and got the victory and we said all right you better watch this kid and he turned it turned out to have a great season won a lot of races and wound up uh, in Miami trying to win a championship so who will be next that's my question and um, those questions are even more interesting to me after the Xfinity races here in Vegas what about Ryan Sieg in the CMR construction and roofing car Kevin Cowboy Starlin on the pit box they ran great. I mean, he almost got the lead, and he was battling for the win and wound up with a third-place finish. And that's the best. He's He finished second in Iowa a couple years ago, but there was a long green flag run and some pit stops. This was – he could have won that race. And Cowboy and those that team was setting on a set of sticker tires that um, that they could have put on the, the, the car if there was a late caution, and the caution didn't fly, and uh, Ryan wound up finishing third. But – Who's going to be, last year we had the big three, and the big three, they all moved on. They're in the Cup Series now. That's Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, and Cole Custer. Now they're all Cup rookies. Who are going to be the standouts in the Xfinity Series in 2020? Adam and I were talking. It, it might be the Big Ten. We can't tell, but you're certainly going to have to mention uh, Ryan Sieg when you talk about the big three. Strong run for Harrison Burton in the 20 car. Riley Herps with a respectable finish as well. So there was just a lot of guys in that Xfinity race that 
um, you're going to have to keep your eye on. Fox does a great job of covering the competitors that might not have the top equipment. And one of those is Brandon Brown, his family-owned team. And uh, Fox calls it Tracking Brandon Brown. He was our guy at Vegas. I don't know who it will be at, at uh, California, but we tracked him, and we tracked him to a, an 11th place finish. And, you know, before the race, he said a top 10 finish is our goal. And they were right there on top of that. A couple other guys I want to give a shout-out to for the Xfinity race, and that's Josh Williams. And I tell you that, and I said it on the broadcast yesterday, um, every time I see Josh in the garage area, he's got a tape measure in his hand, a hammer in his hand. He's pushing his car. He's all in. And Austin Dillon said he used to race bandoleros with him 100 years ago, Legends cars. And, um, and Josh is just a, a hard worker, and he drove a great race and got a top 15 finish. And Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina's Jesse Little. Um, daughter Macy grew up around Jesse as well, and he got a top 15 finish driving for Johnny Davis. So that was impressive because on Saturday when that race started on about lap two, it was almost over. He got loose and almost crashed inside of another car, but saved it and then raced all the way to a top 15 finish. So really happy for him. There was a moment in the race when, um, in the Xfinity race on Saturday, when uh, Noah Gregson spun out Myatt Snyder, and I'm sitting beside Austin Dillon. And I, when, when it first happened, I said, uh, that was an accident. I said, he didn't mean to do that. And the reason why I said that, I've been covering Noah since he showed up. And he, he's not the guy that is just going to turn someone around. It, I, just, I just couldn't believe that he would have intentionally spun out Myatt Snyder. He had a helmet cam, and we went inside the car. He intentionally spun out Myatt Snyder. That's, that's just what he did. Now, I'm a professional broadcaster. I've been doing this a long time. I should have been smart enough to say during that broadcast, well, that had to be payback for something that happened before. Now, I'm not justifying what he did. I'm just saying there must have been a run-in at, at, at another point during the race that made Noah just say, okay, I've had enough. And I talked to Noah today, and, and I'm not condoning again. I don't think, it, you know, I don't think you're supposed to purposely spin out anyone. Uh, if someone comes down on you, they're blocking you, you hold your line, I get it. That's going to happen. But just to turn into a guy on the straightaway, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's – I mean, I've done it. Heck, everybody's done it. But I don't think you're supposed to do it. Emotions get the best of you sometimes. But Noah uh, – I talked to Noah today. I asked him, I said, what happened? I, I, I need to know. And he said, I got, I got blocked twice, and I didn't turn him, and finally I just had enough. So it was – in his eyes, just retaliation um, for, for, for getting blocked. Now, I'm sure Myatt doesn't, um, doesn't make Myatt feel any better, but at least the two talked. We saw him after the race on TV. He and Myatt have words after the race, and, and they, uh, they weren't heated. And I'm sure um, in Noah's eyes, Myatt knows now that there's, there's blocking and there's some blocking that's over the line. So that's the whole story. Um, I, I wish we had have been able to see what happened prior to so that we could show the result. <laughs> but but um, I didn't think of that. I, I, I should have done a better job there. But it was really pretty interesting because the car that Noah elected to spin out is um, Richard Childress Racing's driver. And Austin Dillon sat and by me. And as soon as it happened, he's like, no, he just wrecked him. He wrecked him. 
and luckily he didn't he didn't um, hit the wall and was able to get more tires and go race finish the race. But Austin was was pretty direct about you know what happened, and I appreciate that. Once I saw the once I saw his his visor cam and could could see actually what did happen, yeah, he just spun him out. But the reason my why my first reaction was that was an accident or he didn't mean to do that was because I know Noah and I've watched him race for a couple years now and and he's never done that before so that puts a wrap on Vegas it uh, puts a wrap on Daytona we previewed um, Cali a bit with Cole Custer clipping Kyle Busch holding him off at the end to win that race and you know what happened the next day, right? Kyle Busch won the cup race at California, and it was his 100th NASCAR win. How about that? So, you know, I'm, I'm glad he got beat on Saturday. I'm glad that 100th win came in this cup series. That's 100 wins across the top three series. And I don't know if you watched the race yesterday or not, but I did a set-down interview between two Bushes. Kurt and Kyle were there, and we talked about um, their careers. And I asked Kyle, you know, you've won over 100 NASCAR races, but that means you've lost over 500. How about that? How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like a loser, or does it make you feel like a winner? So we had a lot of fun with Between Two Bushes. Um, we ripped that off from Zach Galifianakis, who's from Hickory, North Carolina. Did you know that? And he... He was, um, he stayed over there at Caesars. And um, he, he wondered if Caesar was there, but um, in the hangover. So we did those interviews and it was pretty funny. I really enjoyed that. And uh, getting to hang out with Kurt and Kyle and, and they were really fun. They, they played along, so um, uh, they enjoyed it as well. Well, um, I think that that's all I know. If let me think about Twitter for a minute. If anybody's asked me any questions other than saying that I, I'm i just nice to everybody and I don't tell this whole story because of not calling Noah out at first, but I don't care. You, If, you're, if you say mean things to me on Twitter, I, it means nothing to me. Sorry. If you say nice things to me, I like it. My um, documentary is now on um, Delta Airlines. So when you're flying the friendly skies... No, I don't know what they're saying is when you're flying uh, to the NASCAR race, you can watch Blink of an Eye. Uh, and it's also on cruise ships, I heard, because someone sent me a picture of them in, in their cruise ship watching Blink of an Eye. So um, really appreciate all the positive energy and comments uh, about the documentary and, and everybody that, that has watched it. it. It means a lot to me. I spoke with Dale Jr. this past week, and we were talking about a hundred things and and one thing that came up was the movie and he again told me how much he appreciates and is thankful that um, I got to tell the story about his dad and what a great man his dad was and I told Dale I said you know if, out of everybody that did the movie me included my my wife ex-wife whatever you want to call her Buffy um, everybody that that was a part of it it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a it wouldn't have been complete had you you not have done it Dale and I really appreciate that and he's he's told me how much he um, 
love being a part of it and and that's really important to me so um that's my my story from this week i hope you enjoyed listening to my um recap of the first two races and preview of cali next week when we leave california we're off to phoenix arizona a trip that everybody really enjoys this time of year the weather is usually perfect and um we'll finish up our our three race west coast tour at phoenix head back east race in atlanta and then we're going to go to florida homestead that's going to be cool right i look forward to going to florida in march and and racing down there so uh the season is off to an awesome start mike joy jeff gordon have done a great job up in the booth um, certainly we all miss my brother dw but odw came to daytona in style <laughs> he flew in on air force one with the president and uh, came to the 500 so uh, i love you brother i miss you i can't wait to get back east and see you maybe we can play some golf and uh, i know uh, i want you to know that you know everybody calls me daryl anyway hey daryl hey daryl um, I'm getting a lot of, uh, hey, hey, Daryl, we miss you. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, Mike. Hey, Mike, we miss Daryl. I, I, knew, I knew what you meant. But um, so uh, I love you, brother, and look forward to seeing you at the, at the races soon. And, and I know you're enjoying your, your retirement and, um, and uh, time with, with um, Stevie, the girls, and the grandbaby. Um, so that's my story. Hope you all enjoyed my story this week. Next week, we'll have a guest. What about this view from the Cosmopolitan? I, I love I love Las Vegas, um, and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to sit down and chat with you guys. I look forward to having a guest next week. We'll figure out where we go from here with, uh, with guests and, and the lineup. Dale Jr. is going to join me on one of these days, he says, and um, I look forward to that. So, uh, from Vegas... You can uh, follow along Wall Trip Unfiltered on the Fox Sports apps to their YouTube channel. You can check them out uh, on your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and um, enjoy your week. And I hope to see you on TV this weekend in California. So long. <laughs>